Hello, 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 ladies. Welcome back to another episode of the Britney Smith Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany N. Smith, and I am super de-duper excited about today's conversation. I have my new friend, Robin Graham. She is also a brand strategist and creative genius. And today we are talking about something that I feel like nobody really talks about. Um, we as women in business, we deal with different things. We suffer with different things. We battle with different things. Um, but there's something in us that has to show up and act like everything is cool. But in the background, sometimes we're really struggling with different things. And so the topic for today is really talking about anxiety and how we are managing that anxiety amid amidst all of the hats that we wear as women in business. So y'all know I'm excited about this conversation. We talk about this all the time. Um, Robin, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh my gosh, Brittany, thank you so much for having me. I love your enthusiasm, your excitement, your energy is just jumping through the screen at me. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Um, so you you guys, Robin has a book coming out and I'm so excited. I'm just going to tell you the title of it and then I'm going to let Robin take it away in first just introducing herself, telling us who she is, what she does, and then kind of find a segue to how you arrived at that book. But the book is called You, Me, and Anxiety. Like, I'm hype. <laughs> I'm hype. So Robin, tell us about you, all things Robin, and how you kind of landed um, at writing that book. Okay. So the short version, I grew up in a teeny tiny town in Illinois. I could not wait to get out of there. I wanted to have a high powered career. I went to pharmacy school in St. Louis, Missouri. And from there I got a doctorate degree and life was just great fun. My twenties were, you know, awesome. Wow. And then I met my husband. We ended up after we had our first child, we moved to the East coast. I started consulting then because my company I was working for didn't have a position for me on the East coast. So long story short, I did that for several years where I was medical writing, consulting, um, writing continuing education pieces, patient education pieces, all these kind of things. And our world at home started to get really crazy as our boys got older. We have three children and um, our boys were travel sports. It was just hectic, constant running. My husband was traveling globally 50% of the time, I would say. And then I was having to travel a little bit too, just for meetings and symposiums and different things. And so we looked at each other one day and said, this isn't worth it. Like life is too crazy. Our oldest was starting to experience signs of anxiety. And I had lived with anxiety my entire life. And I did not want him to have to go through a lifelong journey the way I had. At that point, I knew what anxiety was. I did not want him to live with it. So we took a step back and my husband said, you know, you love photography. You always light up when you have your camera. Why don't you do something with it? And I thought, yeah, right. I'm going to leave this, you know, career I have for that. Like just didn't make sense, but I did it anyway. I was scared to death. Uh, I pushed, you know, all the anxiety aside, all the fear aside. And I started this business and within six weeks of starting the blog, I had my first paying customer who was a musician, entertainer, entrepreneur herself, and she needed pictures for her website. Now, 11 years ago, personal branding photography wasn't really a thing, right? People didn't call it that. It was just website photography. Right. But as I was creating for her, I fell in love and I thought, this is what I want to do. 
But to grow a business, you know, nobody really knew for sure what that was. It was like, yeah, headshot, but what are you really doing? And so I took all these other jobs, got burnt out basically. And then I decided, you know what? I'm only going to do what I love. I only want to work during the week. I don't want to work on weekends. So I transitioned to only focus on headshots and branding. That gave me the opportunity to continue to use my strategic thinking abilities to interact with corporate executives, which I loved doing, and then also work with um, entrepreneurs. But I quickly realized that entrepreneurs don't necessarily know, or a lot of women that I was working with did not know how to build a personal brand. They didn't know how to use images for search engine optimization. They didn't know about blogging and how to do a blog strategically. There were just so many things they didn't know how to do. And I thought, this is an opportunity. So I started tacking on consultation services with the photography, and that led to one thing after another, I became, I got certified as a brand strategist and then the rest is history. Now I'm just a business coach and brand strategist. And <laughs> I don't do graphic design or anything like that. But what I do do is what I like to say is I, I um, don't promise you six figures, but I will help you build a strong foundation for long-term success and navigate all those mindset barriers and build a strong foundation so that the sky's the limit. Yeah. You know, you can take your business now that you have tools, skills, and the mindset right. to do so. That's so that's where I am. So <laughs> with all of that said, I mentioned the word anxiety a few times, and that is where the book came from. When I started, um, you know, seeing my son experience this too, I, I had it on my heart. I mean, honestly, it was a calling. It was something that I felt God was guiding me to do. And so I started writing and just, it just all kind of spilled out to the book yeah. that it is today. I had sat on it for a long time because I was afraid I, you know, and, and, and what do I tell? Do I tell my story? Like who wants to hear my story? Yeah. I'm not anybody special. And how do I convey this? And so it, it was a book for teen girls. Um, I could have written it for teen boys, but I also have a teen daughter now. And I just was seeing so much with girls. And I thought, this is what, this is my journey and it's what I know. So I can really truly share. I can't share my son's journey. I mean, maybe something will come of that. Um, but not right now. So this is for teen girls, but then there's a parent book as well. So that every okay. chapter has a parent section and helping parents navigate my parents. You know, when I was young, nobody talked about anxiety. Nobody knew what anxiety was. And so life would have been totally different had we known then what we know now. And I just want to help parents understand that you can't say get over it. It doesn't work that way. But what I also see in my coaching business is that we as entrepreneurs mm -hmm. have a ton of anxiety too. Even if we haven't had it all of our life, there are so many pressures. There are so many decisions to be made. There are so many um opportunities for comparison, imposter syndrome, and all these things to creep in that anxiety levels build very quickly. So if I can help people, women especially, navigate all of this between being a parent of a teen or you know living with anxiety themselves, then that's what I want to do one life at a time. That is phenomenal. Um, you touched on so much. Um, and one of the things that I want to pull out um, one is that our journeys are never what we think they're going to be. 
You know, oh like gosh, you, you no. started out as, oh, I'm going to go to school for a pharmacy. And then, but God had another P in your future. It was like, no, photography. Like, wait, what? <laughs> um, so I love, I love that you kind of mapped out just the different turns in your journey. Um, and then I also love how you pulled out the fact that this uh, awareness of anxiety, while you may have dealt with it a lot of your life, um, the awareness became more, um, more noticeable through your children. You know what I'm saying? And so this thing that you were called to do and called to talk about was birthed out of your kids. So it was birthed out of something that you were um, exposed to, like in your immediate space. Um, And so I want to make the connection that for those of you who are listening right now, um, we talked about this in the last couple of episodes, that your purpose is really tied into an issue or or a cause or a burden that is um, in your space. You know, it's something that's in your face, in your space. And I want you to make sure that your business is something that is driven by something that is purposeful um, and something that you can be passionate about. Even with your photography business, you started to see um, the connection of that anxiety with entrepreneurs, you know, and starting to see the different layers that that we deal with on a regular basis. So Mm -hmm. I'm just really right now marveling at the the web and connection of all the different things that kind of led you to this point. Um, So that's awesome. And then the third thing that I think is really amazing is the conversation that you're having with parents as well, as you're speaking to the teen girls, because you're absolutely right. I have two girls, they're small, five and seven months. I have two of them. And even for the five-year-old, I'm like, I'm watching her, I'm listening to her. And there are moments where I respond to something that she said or did. And then I think back after the fact and I'm like, maybe I was too hard on her or, you know, I'm really just listening to the things that she's saying and watching how she processes things. Um, And like you said, not being quick to say, girl, stop or get over it or, you know, really giving them room and space to process and really trying to understand them and how they're experiencing the world so that I can be a better parent. You know, if I know that my daughter responds to these kinds of things this kind of way, I can make sure that my response really um, complements and supports her as opposed to, you know, rubbing her the wrong way or pushing her away as opposed Mm -hmm. to embracing her. So I think that's super um, important. And I, I appreciate that you even thought to, you know, bring the parents into the conversation. That's amazing. Yeah, you know, no matter what walk of life we're on, um, we're juggling so many different things and it's very easy to overlook something or to just put a label on something like, oh, well, she's just a teen girl. Teen girls are mean. Teen girls are moody. And I don't, I don't think that's true. I think that yes, girls are navigating so much. And I mean, we as women have been through it. We were teen girls once. And if we take a step back and remember like how we were trying to navigate the social circumstances and we didn't have all the stress, stress and pressures, the, the social media, the distractions and the, the competition and everything that is so prevalent today. So it's, I think it's really important that if, if we have something we've experienced and we have an opportunity to, help other people identify with something or understand something. So, 
you know, if a parent is experiencing this with their child and they don't understand why the child doesn't want to get out of bed in the morning or why the child is angry and, um, or why the child is having trouble navigating relationships with her friends or her siblings or even her parents, then maybe there is something underlying that you can take a look at. And I think it's the same way for entrepreneurs. You know, if you're feeling tapped out, if you're feeling like you're sitting in a place of, of being stuck and you're procrastinating, you're, you can't move forward, something is underlying. And chances are it's fear or anxiety or a combination of the two that, that's holding you back and keeping you in that place that you can't just push yourself forward out of. Right. So, you know, having the tools to navigate all of that is is so important. Yeah. And, and so as you're saying that, I want you to give us as entrepreneurs, give us some signs, um, you know, some indicators, some symptoms of this anxiety at work in our lives. So because some people might be listening right now and they're not quite sure they might not be able to put their finger on the thing that has been, you know, kind of having them wrestle. Um, so, yeah. so share with us some of those. Sure. Sure. So um, some things are very simple. Maybe you are trouble having trouble sleeping. You're waking up in the middle of the night, your mind is racing. Maybe you feel your heart racing throughout the day, but you have no idea why. Maybe you have periodic episodes where you struggle to catch your breath. Um, maybe you lack drive. You don't feel motivated. You yeah. feel just kind of stuck and stagnant. You don't have the energy to take action. You can't focus. You're, you're overwhelmed and you can't decide like, well, what should I even do? Where should I even take action? Things are kind of convoluted and confusing. You're, you're finding yourself scrolling aimlessly through social media posts and you're thinking to yourself, gosh, I, I look at them. I, I, I will never achieve that. Right. And even that causes that comparison and that imposter syndrome and all of those things will elevate those reactions in your body. Maybe your stomach is hurting and maybe that stomach pain, when you start paying attention to it, it it's actually when your mind is thinking, oh my gosh, I'm never going to achieve that. Or how am I ever going to get that done? Notice those physical symptoms as as they arise. And right. is there something that is triggering that? And you'll start to see a pattern. Um, one of the exercises I have in the book, um, in the journal that accompanies the book is that, you know, you'll start to see repetitive behaviors, be, be repetitive experiences from a physical perspective. Right. And think about what experiences you've gone through that day, or, you know, previously within that time frame of those physical symptoms what has happened what ha have you what thoughts have you had what's triggering these symptoms right and so what i'm hearing you say also is a part of identifying these things is being self aware yeah yeah and you know a lot of people will say well okay great you you use these tools you navigate this but it takes practice it takes being in tune to your body it takes listening to what is happening within your body, within your mind, within your heart, it it's all comes together. You know, our, we, I like to use the phrase, our thoughts create our results. And when you think about it, um, you know, our thoughts are going to trigger emotions, our emotions are they're going to trigger whether or not, or what actions we take or don't take. So if you have thoughts coming in that are negative, that are not going to fuel you, but are going to make you feel down, sad, frustrated, overwhelmed, anxious, 
you're going to get into that pattern of not taking action. You're going to procrastinate. You're going to to not take action. So having those, anytime you have those negative thoughts, start catching them and it becomes easier over time. You may not notice it, but what has helped me tremendously is just journaling. And every single day, you know, if you sit down in the morning and you just do a brain dump and you, you just let it all out. What are those things you're thinking? And then what are the feelings associated with those things you're thinking? Because then you can get it, you can start seeing the pattern and then you can change the pattern. You can change the thoughts. You know, if you're thinking, oh gosh, well, I I can't do a live video because what if I look stupid? What if I, what if people judge me? What if, what if it doesn't convert? If you're sitting there thinking about all these, what ifs you're not going to have positive energy, you're going to have negative energy, and then you're not going to do the things. But the reality is if you, if you take that circumstance, whatever it is you're thinking about, maybe it is doing a live video, maybe it's writing a blog post, whatever it could be, or even speaking at a conference, whatever that is. And you, you put, you analyze that, those thoughts, are they realistic? Are people really going to judge me? Am I really going to, is it really going to matter if my hair isn't perfect or my makeup isn't perfect? Is it really going to matter that I'm not perfect if I'm providing value to the world? And when you start to really think about those thoughts that you're having, you can start to challenge them, then change them. And the more you change those negative thoughts, the more you're going to start having control of your thoughts and then your emotions and your reactions and and the action you take, as well as then have more confidence to continue in that cycle of doing versus procrastinating or staying stuck. That's huge. That is huge. And I know uh, myself, and I know that there are ladies listening right now that have found themselves in that place of meh, that place of, oh my gosh, I have to get up and do X, Y, and Z. Um, Especially like if you're like me and you um, are doing your business full time. You know, I've been in seasons where it's like, I have to post on social media and, and, and well, I'm naturally a driven person. I mean, you know, I'm naturally like a high energy, like, let's go, you know? So for me to not feel excited about my work, um, that was a red flag for me. You know, that mm-hmm. was something like, okay, even there was a moment where I was like, okay, I need to get some help. Um, my baby was crying and I was literally like, she was laying on the bed. I'm looking at her. She's crying. And I had nothing to give her. I was just like, you know, your, your diapers changed. You're, you fed. I don't know what. And I just like stared at her for a minute. And my husband was like, are you okay? <laughs> like, no, I'm not actually. I'm not okay. I'm, I'm tapped out. I'm tapped out. I'm burned out. Um, and so being able to identify when you are not right is huge. Uh, because I think another thing is, as we wear the capes as superwomen, um, if we can't tell that we're off, chances are most of the people around us are not going to be able to pinpoint it either because we're so good at just going through the motions. Um, yeah. I would venture to say that only those really close people that like know you know you will notice, um, but we're so good at cloaking it. So really it's up to you to start the process of coming out of that hole if you find yourself in it. Um, yeah. And then also as entrepreneurs, this is a part of self-care. Yeah. This, this awareness is a part of self-care. That journaling that Robin mentioned is a part of self-care. Um, mm-hmm. And it's so easy. I'm going to speak for myself. It's so easy for me to say, I don't have time. I don't have time to journal. Like literally, Robin, the other day, like two days ago, 
Um, I open my eyes at 5 a.m. because my mind is racing and all of that. Um, and I'm like, okay, listen, I'm going to pray because oftentimes the day gets away from me and I don't have time to pray in the morning. The kids are still mm-hmm. asleep. I'm going to pray. So I sit on the side of the bed and I say, dear Lord. And then the baby pops her head up and she's like, <laughs> And I'm just like, what? <laughs> and so I'm like, okay, so I give her her bottle. I, you know, she lays back down. She's relaxing. And I get back down and say, dear Lord. And then my five-year-old says, mommy, can I come sit down there with you? And I'm just like, okay. You know, like, and so, you know, it feels like I don't have time. Like when I try to make time, the kids, when I try to make time, the church, when I try to make time, the everything else you fill in the blank. Um, but what I hear you saying is if I can manage to prioritize myself in this way, all of those other areas are going to be affected in a positive way. How I manage my kids, my husband, my not that I manage my husband, but you know what I'm saying? Like, how I know how you, I you're managing relationships. I mean, exactly. at the end of the day, and yeah. you know, when you were saying that, like, you're looking at the baby thinking, I've got nothing more to give. For me, those reactions a lot of times when my anxiety is high is I'm, I'm quick to to react, but not react kindly. You know, mm-hmm. my anger and a lot in anxiety you will see. And, and I've seen it with teens. I've seen it with, you know, my father was this way my whole entire life. It's that reaction is it's anger, but it's it's not even it's just this like pensive reaction that, you know, everything's build, building up inside. And so when something happened, it's. <gasps> you know, like <laughs> I can't do it anymore. And, yes. and so we don't want to get to that point because what does happen is like you said, if we can't take care of ourselves, we can't take care of those around us and we can't manage those relationships with other people in our lives the way we want to, whether that's spouses, children, or clients, you know, we have to take care of ourselves to be able to do that. And you know, you're talking about the interruptions in prayer. Oh my goodness. How many times have I experienced that? You're, you're, you know, it's like, God, I'm trying here. Like I'm trying. Can you yeah. give me a little? <laughs> and it's, it's one of those things that I think when you, and your kids are so little, mine are older. So it's much easier for me to be in a routine. But even when my kids were young, the one thing I always did, I was committed to exercise and I was committed to my devotions and journaling. And so those, if I had to get up at 5 a.m. to do that, I got up at 5 a.m. to do that. And I would just hold my breath, hoping they would not wake up until I was finished. Right. Sometimes they would. And then it was just go with the flow that day. Right. But for people with anxiety, it's not easy to go with the flow. It's, right. oh my gosh, now my day is ruined. Right. And so you really do have to train yourself to, mm-hmm. to focus on, okay, this is just a bump in the road for today. Right. And if I don't get this in today, I'm not going to die. So right. I can just push through this day. And if I have time later, somebody's going to take a nap and I can fit it in. Right. But it's, you know, it's just navigating that instead of panicking over the fact that things aren't going the way you want them to go. Yeah. Take that step back and, and really give yourself the grace that it nothing has to be perfect. Right. And if the day doesn't go in the same order every single day, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And I like that you use the word navigating um, because with navigation, there are adjustments made with navigation. There may be a detour and then the GPS says recalculating and but you're still going to get to your destination. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, so yeah. navigating means that it'll you'll, you'll get there. 
you may not get there the way that you anticipated, right? From pharmacy to photo shoots, right? Like you may yeah. not get there the way that you anticipated, but you're still going to get there. Um, and right. the other thing too, that, that I found that helped me, this was like a recent discovery, maybe like in the last three months, um, where one day I'm like, you know, okay, so this is for the moms right here, for the mamas. You're going around the house. There's a pile of laundry. Um, nobody else does laundry around here but me. You go in the kitchen. There's dishes piled up. <laughs> Why can't anybody else do the dishes? So I'm like, I'm going through the house like this. Now, nobody's home. I think maybe the baby was home, but everybody's gone. I'm just around the house, just mad for no reason. And literally the Holy Spirit stopped me in my tracks and was like, flip the script. Cause you're complaining about things that are blessings when they, you know, you like you, they could be, you could not have laundry to do. You know what I'm saying? You could not have dishes, which means you didn't eat. You know, you could not have a loving husband. You could not have healthy children. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I had to really, really slow that thing down and shift gears and really start to thank God for thank you that I have laundry to do. Thank and a washer and dryer. And a, listen, in the house. That, in there the house. That we had to go to the laundromat. And it was just like, I don't know how people do this all the time. Right. And yeah. so what I want to challenge you ladies to do as you are, you know, identifying with some of the things that we're saying, that's one exercise that you can do. As you feel yourself complaining and going down that rabbit hole of I'm the only one who or nobody else cares but me. I want you to flip the script and start speaking from a place of gratitude. Thank you that we have clothes on our back. Thank you that we had food for dish, dishes to put food on, you know, last night. Thank you that I have a husband who is too busy to do laundry because he's out working and making a living so that we can have a roof over our heads, right? So I had to really turn that thing around. And then the other thing, like Robin mentioned earlier, is the journaling. Um, you know, identifying one or two things that are non-negotiables for you in this season. Maybe you can't have a list of 10 non-negotiables. Oh, I'm going to have a bubble bath every night and I'm going to exercise for three hours a day and pray with the Lord for two hours a day. Like, okay, that would be nice. But what can you do in this season that is going to combat that anxiety? Because honestly, the anxiety kind of comes in like a cloud. And yeah. if you don't, you know, shoo it away or if you don't deal with it, it'll really start to engulf you. And then you'll start to see everything through the lens of anxiety. You know, you'll yeah. look at your computer and see your emails and anxiety will be like, oh my gosh, all these emails. You'll look at your kids like, oh my gosh, she pooped again. You'll look at your husband, like, oh my gosh. You know, like it's just, <laughs> that's how my brain functions when I don't deal with it. Um, so, mm -hmm. so Robin, what are some of the other coping things that you've done? Um, you know, when you're starting to feel really anxious, what are some other things that we can do um, proactively and even just practical things to do that we can deal with anxiety. So a couple of things, one, what, what calms you down for me, that's exercise. Like if I exercise every day, I can pretty much keep my emotions in check. Now there will be things that come up. There will be situations, whatever, where I still get anxious, but it's not as bad. Um, that's a big thing for me doing my daily devotions and giving that time to God every morning is also huge for me because it grounds me in, the fact that they're, that he's got me, the Holy Spirit is in me, and I can navigate if I depend on them. It's not all on me. And that's yeah. huge, I think, especially yeah. for parents. It's not all on you. So those are two things that have helped me tremendously. Um, the other thing is making sure that all decisions you make are aligned with your values. So, you know, when I talk about finding your purpose, it's your values come first, then your visions and your passions. 
but make sure that everything you're doing, whether it's in your home life, it's in your social life, it's in your work life, are those things aligned with your values, who you are at your heart and who God's called you to be? And that's going to keep a lot of anxiety at bay because the more aligned we are with our values, the, the I don't want to say easier it is, but the easier, I guess it is, the easier it is to navigate because you know you're not going to have to question every decision you make. Right, right. And then another thing is don't look at other people and think the grass is greener on the other side because it never, ever is. Nobody's life is perfect and you are on the journey you're on because every single experience you have is is here, is presented to you so that you can then go out and serve other people who are going through that experience shortly after you went through it. So when you start to look at life like that, it's not that things happen to you. It's that things happen for you to have more opportunities to grow yourself, but then also serve other people. So when you come to it and face life from that perspective, it helps tremendously. But I'm not saying that any of that's going to happen overnight. You know, eating healthy, if you, you know, eating healthy makes a big difference too on, on your overall health and your mental health. And so, but a lot of us that, that takes practice and so does all of the mindset work. Absolutely. Um, So ladies, I want you to take out your Brittany Smith podcast notebook. Okay. Because there are notes here. There are nuggets here that I hope you are already um, having written down. Um, But do you know what your values are? Do you even, have you even taken taken the time, taken the time (laughs) to write out what are, what things are of value to you? Is it family? Is it wealth? Is it um, health? Is it creativity? Is it authenticity? You know, is it service? What things, what are your core values? You can look up, there are a kajillion lists on Google of a list of core values if you can't think of things off the top of your head, mm-hmm. but but identify five-ish, three to five mm-hmm. um, that, like Robin said, you can really um, live your life based on those things or, or in alignment with those things. Um, and honestly, that helps you to be consistent as a person. Um, if there's nothing else I appreciate about someone is that they're consistent, that they're not wishy-washy, that they're not, you know, this person today and this person tomorrow, but these things help you to be consistent. They help you to be stable, um, in your thinking. And like she said, in your decision-making. Um, and so it's important that you know, those things, I think we don't even take the time sometimes to get to know ourselves in that way. Um, one mm-hmm. and two, maybe you have you just haven't done this kind of introspective work in a long time. Um, we evolve, okay? We are complicated creatures and we evolve over time. I am not the same Brittany and Smith that I was five years ago, two years ago. Um, and so you know you want to take that take your temperature in that way um, because it also informs how you operate in your different relationships. You know, like your husbands are not mind readers. You probably are not, you're you're not probably, you're not the same wife that you were on the day that you said, I do. You know, if he's still giving you the things that that wife or that version of you wanted, and now you're in this space and you're irritated because he's still giving you bonbons when you don't even like bonbons anymore, right? Like you need to, (laughs) you need to do the work so that you can be more authentic in your relationships and you can kick anxiety to the curb in an authentic way and just be more, I I keep wanting to say stable and like weighted, 
you know, I think anxiety has a way of uprooting us sometimes. And we're just mm-hmm. kind of, like, we're living life like this. I don't know if some of you are listening to the podcast, so you can't see me, but some of us are living life <laughs> like this. Yeah. Um, you feel like you're flailing in the water. Exactly. Exactly. When real in reality, um, you have a lifeline, one. And two, the water that you're flailing in is not deep enough for you to drown. You just have to stand up, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. Um, this is this is really, really good. Um, so I guess as we get ready to land the plane, um, what are some um, lasting things or or final thoughts that you want to leave with the woman who's listening right now who finds herself in that space of anxiety and is feeling like all hope is lost? Like what do you what do you want to say to her? First of all, I want to say that there is always hope. And that you have the ability and the skills already in you to navigate this. You may never overcome anxiety completely, but you have the tools to navigate them. It's just a decision to start taking action. Mm. If you're willing to take the action, you can have hope and you can change your life. Awesome. You have to take action. It's not going to change on its own. So I love that. I love that you buttoned it up just like that. Um, So Robin, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, Tell us all of the deets about your book. I know it's coming out very, very soon um, and where we can find it and how we can connect with you. So the book will be available on Amazon on March 15th. So March your Mark your calendars. I'm super excited. Again, it's you, me, and anxiety. Take action over anxiety to enjoy being you. As I said, it is was written with teen girls in mind, but as I was writing it, and every time I go back in with you know for revisions and things, I'm like, this book can help everyone. There are a few things that yes are directed for, to teen girls, um, and then of course to parents, but there are takeaways for everyone. Um, so that's the first thing is the book. You, Me, and Anxiety on Amazon, March 15th. And then to find me is I have a podcast, The Robin Graham Show. I also have a website, therobingraham.com. And that is probably the best way. I do have a guide on my website right now for navigating anxiety and having a healthy mind. So that is available completely for free on the resources page. Awesome. We like free. <laughs> so yes. make sure you guys head on over to therobingram.com. Oh no. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> We're going to edit that out. Somebody tried to call me. Um <laughs> It's always something. <laughs> yes. Make sure you guys check out therobingram.com um, and connect with her on all of her different platforms. You need to deal with this anxiety thing in 2022. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to leave it at that. You need to deal with it because in order for you to fulfill everything that's in your heart to do and everything that your purpose to do, you're going to have to deal with the things that try to come up against you so that you can continue to move forward. Um, All right. So, guys, listen, thank you so much for listening and tuning into another episode of the Brittany Smith podcast. We will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.